Section 9 of Essays on Prohibition. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Section 9. First Half Century of Prohibition in America. From Prohibition by Joseph Debar. During the colonial days, nearly all of the colonies from Maine to Georgia enacted at different times laws prohibiting, in various ways, the manufacture and sale of liquors, and in some instances of tobacco also. These laws were uniformly disregarded and were productive of numerous evil consequences. So impossible was it to enforce them, and so great were the abuses growing out of them, that they rarely remained upon the statute books more than a few years. Such experiments were repeated from time to time, always with like results, until towards the revolution when they were given up. The colonial experience with prohibitory laws so impressed the people that during the first seventy years of independence little or no effort was made in the direction of prohibition. Between 1850 and 1860, however, there was a revival of prohibitory efforts, and laws were enacted in various states forbidding the manufacture and sale of intoxicating liquors. Maine adopted prohibition in 1851, and still has it on her books, but it has never been enforced. And in the towns and cities of that state, the open saloon is as familiar and public as in any state of the Union. Vermont followed Maine in 1852 by the adoption of prohibitory laws and kept them continually on her statute books for half a century. In the effort to enforce these laws, severe and unusual punishments, search without warrant and denial of trial by jury were resorted to. The accused was forced to testify against himself. The courts became prosecuting officers and a process of injunction was adopted ruinous to innocent parties. Three convictions were allowed for a single offense, and informers were stimulated by fees and shares of fines, and all to no purpose. Intemperance and contempt of law steadily increased. In 1902, at the end of 50 years, the report of the United States Commissioner of Internal Revenue showed that one United States license to sell liquor was issued for every 120 voters in the state. In the fall of 1902, a movement was inaugurated looking to the adoption of a license system. The campaign which terminated in the overthrow of prohibition was in many respects remarkable. Arrayed on the side of license were the progressive elements of the state, supported by men in all walks of life, of the best thought and highest morals, men profoundly impressed with the futility and bad results of the law. Arrayed with the prohibitionists were the illicit liquor sellers, who preferred the unrestricted sale under prohibition to a regulated trade under license. On four separate occasions during the campaign, the voters of the state showed their disapproval of prohibition. In the caucuses and the legislature, in the election when they voted on the question direct, and finally when the towns voted on license, March 3, 1903. On the last occasion, 87 towns, all in the state of any size, 
declared for license. New Hampshire adopted statutory prohibition in 1855. For 34 years, every effort was made to enforce it, with results so far from satisfactory and so injurious that at a popular election for the adoption of a prohibitory amendment to the state constitution, held April 12, 1889, the amendment was defeated by an enormous majority. Two counties only in the entire state gave it majorities. On March 18, 1903, the lower house of the legislature passed a license bill by a vote of 214 to 107. A few days later, the bill passed the Senate by a vote of 3 to 1, and on March 27th received executive approval and license became the law of the state. The cities of the state stood overwhelmingly for license, their vote in the legislature being 121 to 8 in its favor. More noteworthy is the fact that the rural members, taken separately, voted for license in the proportion of 97 to 76. Representatives of both political parties were also in a majority in favor of license. Massachusetts tried prohibition from 1855 to 1870. She found the law vain and injurious, and upon the testimony of her governors and best citizens, fatally hurtful to the cause of temperance. After 15 years of earnest trial, she also repudiated the law, and when in April 1889 a strenuous effort was made to again engraft prohibition upon the constitution of the state, it failed. The farming population threw its weight with that of the cities against the amendment. One town only in the Commonwealth gave it a majority. The campaign was one of exceptional interest. The terms and time of the fight were dictated by the prohibitionists. They were ably led, and their cause was advocated by hundreds of speakers. They deluged the state with literature and brought into action an army of workers remarkable for its numbers. No method known to the politician was left untried in the efforts to carry prohibition. As elsewhere, the prohibitionists tried to make it appear that all morality was on their side, all immorality opposed to them. This assumption failed of its purpose. The influential journals of the state, almost to a unit against the amendment, exposed the fallacy and threw their influence in behalf of license. Profiting by past experience, they fought with a vigor born of conviction. The religious papers joined hands with the powerful dailies in making conscience of the fight the Christian Union, the Congregationalist, and the Christian Register hurled their thunder against the adoption of the amendment. Nor was the press unsupported by the church. Many scores of the most eminent clergymen of the commonwealth, comprising the brains, the dignity, and the worth of the ministry of the state, united in remonstrances against the adoption of prohibition. Among the ministers so remonstrating were such men as Rev. Dr. Phillips Brooks, Rev. Dr. Savage, Rev. Dr. Brooks Hereford, Rev. Dr. Cyrus Bartol, Rev. Dr. Peabody, and the Rev. Father Conaty, the President of the Catholic National Total Abstinence Society of America, and many others of celebrity. 
men revered for character and purity of motive many of these great divines preached from their pulpits against the fanaticism united with them in the crusade against prohibition were five of the seven colleges of the state president elliot of harvard in an open letter condemned the effort to make men good by law the opposition to the amendment was none the less remarkable among the lawyers either in vigor or in character of those opposed a protest signed by nearly five hundred of the ablest members of the bar including such names of national reputation as e r hoar ex-governor russell charles theodore russell ex-governor gardiner ex-governor rice patrick collins and others equally known was sent broadcast throughout the commonwealth following the protest of the lawyers came one of the physicians headed by oliver wendell holmes and subscribed to by nearly all the eminent doctors of the state the merchants and businessmen appreciating the disaster that would follow prohibition also united in a remonstrance to which were appended nearly one thousand names labor united with capital in hostility to prohibition the labor leaders declaring it their belief that the adoption of the amendment would seriously affect the interests of laboring men urged its defeat the remonstrances supported by the great names signed to them coincided with the experience of the people who had tried prohibition and knew by its fruits what it was statistics were not wanting to show its evil effects when it was formally the law of the state these statistics were above suspicion as they were prepared under the order of the governor and legislature by the honorable carol d wright one of the most eminent and reliable statisticians of america they show the alarming extent of intemperance after prohibition and the rapid decrease of drunkenness when the prohibitory statute was replaced by a license law the tax question cut a considerable figure in the campaign the enormous loss of revenue from licenses and the consequent heavy increases in taxes were so obvious that the prohibitionists did not attempt to argue on this question united with the prohibitionists were the low saloon and dive keepers of the state and these strove for prohibition with a zeal worthy of a higher motive and a better cause they worked for prohibition in order that there might be no license and that under prohibition they might have an opportunity of conducting an illegal business while other men held licenses because no man would sneak through alleys and byways to patronize them this fact convinced earnest and conservative people that prohibition meant unrestricted traffic and the amendment was defeated by forty four thousand five hundred and fifty two majority in eighteen fifty three rhode island adopted prohibition and for ten years gave it the fairest trial possible in eighteen sixty three the results had been so injurious that the law was repealed not satisfied with the first experience she again adopted prohibition in eighteen eighty six the second experiment proved far more disastrous than the first and in june eighteen eighty nine the people of that state repudiated prohibition at the polls by the enormous majority of eighteen thousand five hundred and ninety seven out of a total vote of less than thirty eight thousand 
the vote cast against prohibition being nearly three to every one in its favor when the law was adopted in eighteen eighty six it had a majority of five thousand eight hundred and eighty three three years of experience had therefore changed the views of more than four-fifths of the voters of the state on this subject history does not present any more striking change of public opinion upon any subject as early as eighteen fifty four connecticut placed prohibition in the organic law of the state and for eighteen years used the utmost power of the commonwealth for its enforcement and finally gave up the experiment in eighteen seventy two in october eighteen eighty nine an effort was made to again engraft prohibition upon the state constitution and resulted in an inglorious failure nearly three votes to one being cast against the measure new york passed prohibitory laws in eighteen fifty four tried them for two years and gave up the experiment as hopeless the first attempt at prohibition in pennsylvania was made in june eighteen eighty nine the question was thoroughly discussed throughout the state and after thorough enlightenment the keystone state declared by a majority of one hundred ninety four thousand five hundred and fifty six the greatest ever cast by any state on any subject since the foundation of the union that the law was not suited to it or helpful to the cause of temperance in eighteen fifty five maryland adopted prohibition in no state was the result so disastrous and so freighted with evils bad results followed the law so rapidly that after a few months trial it was repealed and there has been no disposition on the part of that state to repeat the severe lesson it then received in the same year delaware adopted prohibition and tried for two years to enforce it but in eighteen fifty seven gave up the effort and has since shown no inclination to again try the experiment ohio also repeated the bitter experience the law in that state which was adopted in eighteen fifty five was short-lived and was wiped from the statute books during the same year among the states which persisted in the experiment of prohibition michigan may be enumerated this state adopted the law in eighteen fifty three and for twenty-two years endeavored by the whole power of the state and by extraordinary police laws and regulations to enforce it only to find the effort futile she abandoned the policy in eighteen seventy five and when a faction endeavored to again saddle it upon the state in eighteen eighty seven the people overwhelmed it at the polls in the words of general r a alger you cannot talk prohibition to the people of michigan they have tried it and know what a dire failure it is indiana passed prohibitory measures in eighteen fifty five they were never enforced and were soon abandoned in eighteen eighty two a second effort was made to impose prohibition on the state but was defeated by the biggest majority cast in that state on any question for nearly twenty years nebraska in the same year adopted prohibition but its enforcement was found impossible and it was soon repealed a second effort was made in eighteen eighty and was defeated by a decisive majority of forty five thousand the legislature of illinois enacted a prohibitory law in eighteen fifty five 
but it was so unpopular with the people of the state that in the election in the fall of the same year both the law and its champions were buried twice the effort was made to fasten prohibition on wisconsin and twice the governor interposed his veto with the hearty concurrence of the people this was in eighteen fifty five since that time a more liberal spirit has guided the state under prohibition iowa witnessed an exodus of her population a depression in her commercial interests accompanied by great moral retrogression and a complete revolution in her political status the law was enacted in eighteen eighty four so calamitous were the results that in obedience to overwhelming popular demand it was modified and practically abandoned a few years ago kansas has been under prohibitory laws for the past twenty-two years having adopted them in eighteen eighty two that they are ineffective is demonstrated by the open saloons and secret joints in all the towns and cities of the state that they are detrimental to the welfare of the state is proved by the depression in her commercial manufacturing and industrial enterprises and by the enormous tax rates prevalent ranging from four to eight per cent that they have not been beneficial to the moral tone of the state is evinced by the fact that thousands of the best men of the state earnestly advocate the overthrow of the law an effort was made in eighteen eighty seven to put prohibition into the constitution of texas and failed by a majority of ninety two thousand six hundred and sixty one a few months later a similar effort was made in tennessee and was likewise overwhelmed by a majority of twenty seven thousand six hundred and ninety three in the fall of the same year oregon submitted a prohibitory amendment which shared a similar fare fully two-thirds of the voters of the state casting their ballots against it in november eighteen eighty eight west virginia voted on the question the subject was thoroughly discussed investigations into the workings of the law in other states were carefully made and a full vote was polled resulting in the defeat of the amendment by a majority of thirty five thousand five hundred and seventy four only two counties in the state gave prohibition majorities north carolina adopted prohibition in eighteen eighty nine by a scant majority of one thousand one hundred and fifty nine the experience of the state has been the usual one the law has not been enforced the sale of liquors has in no way diminished and the only effect has been the substitution of the unlicensed irresponsible secret joint for the open regulated saloon south dakota adopted prohibition in eighteen eighty nine every possible means was exhausted in an unfailing effort to enforce it without decreasing the sale of liquors serious evils sprang up as an outgrowth of the law the development of the state which had been phenomenal during the ten years prior to the adoption of the measure was brought to a standstill in eighteen ninety six prohibition was overwhelmingly rejected and the state returned to a license the experience of communities which have tried local prohibition or local option differs in no way from that of the states which have tried prohibitions it has uniformly failed to prohibit and brought 
in its wake a long train of attendant evils and disaster from eighteen ninety to nineteen o three one thousand eight hundred and fifty three communities have voted on the subject of local option in five hundred and ten of these communities local option was defeated in the remaining one thousand three hundred and forty three communities local option carried in a few of these communities elections have been held frequently with results alternating between license and prohibition in five hundred and ninety two communities local option is nominally in force but in a few if any is there any real enforcement while the towns have suffered severely in seven hundred and fifty one communities in which at the first election local option carried it has since been defeated the communities being satisfied by experience that it was a failure the aggregate majorities in favor of local option in all such communities at the first election on the subject was one hundred and eight thousand nine hundred and forty two the aggregate majorities for license in the same communities when local option was repudiated was one hundred and fifty nine thousand six hundred and eleven notable among the communities adopting local option was the city of atlanta in less than two years this city saw one thousand one hundred of its houses vacant its debt enlarged its its taxes increased and drunkenness more riotous than had ever before been known with the promptness that the case demanded the city repudiated the law in november eighteen eighty seven by a majority which left little hope of ever again imposing it upon her people prohibition has been no more successful in canada than in the united states a few years ago a law was passed similar to those in force in the states of the union and was given a sincere and earnest trial in april eighteen eighty nine it was repealed every town and city in canada which voted on that day rejected prohibition thomas jefferson knew human nature when he said tell any man he shall not do a thing or have a thing and that thing becomes the very one which he wishes to do or have the fruit of only one tree in the garden of eden was forbidden yet adam and eve ate of that tree the roman empire tried to destroy wine culture in gaul and ignominiously failed in the early days of rome women were forbidden to drink wine and seneca bitterly laments the violation of the law in the eleventh century it was declared a capital offence to sell drink in scotland the houses of the liquor dealers were burned and they themselves banished in less than a generation under the effect of this law drunkenness became more general and common in scotland than it has ever been in any country in the world in england by act nine george the second chapter twenty three a law prohibitive in effect was enacted of the effect of this law smollett says the populace soon broke through all restraint though no license was obtained and no duty paid liquor continued to be sold in all corners of the streets and the consumption considerably increased every year when in seventeen forty three this act was repealed it was shown that the consumption of spirits had increased during the life of the act from five hundred and twenty seven gallons in 
1864, sick, to 7,160,000 gallons in 1742. Herbert Spencer, commenting on the effect of the act, says, Beyond the encouragement of fraud, lying, malice, cruelty, murder, contempt of law, and conspicuous crookedness, multitudinous other evils were caused or augmented, and indirect demoralization was added to a direct increase of the vice aimed at. End of First Half Century of Prohibition in America End of Section 9